Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Papa Production. I'm your host there, Papa, coming at you with What's Real. And for today's episode, we have not but one, but two very first special guests to the Papa Production show for the very first time ever. I cannot wait, and I'm so excited. But before we get into that, for our main hot topic, we have a new movie review on the Black Phone as we sit down and discuss everything that we just saw, and if anything from the movie had any triggering memories brought up from our past. While for our mini discussions, we have Demi Lovato's newest single, Skin of My Teeth, and future predictions for her new upcoming album. While also, can you figure out which album cover made Selena Gomez feel ashamed of herself? Well, that's all coming up right here on Papa Production, which starts now. Alrighty, guys. So before we get into it, joined with me for the very first time, I have two very good friends, Bella and Will. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay. And they are our very first special guests to the show, a popper production, which I'm very, very excited about. And they're going to be with us throughout this entire episode, which is also pretty cool. And by the end of the episode, I will be, you know, linking or saying their socials or whatever majigger but so let's just get straight into it so for our mini discussions we have two we have selena gomez and we have demi lovato and so what i want to go over first is demi lovato because selena's is a little bit more quicker and i have a better way of transitioning into selena so both of you guys had the opportunity with me obviously to listen to skin of my teeth so how did you guys feel about the song Whoever, whoever can go first, like. I thought it was pretty deep, and it it really sounded nice. It was kind of like pop rock. Yeah, I like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Bella, what did you think? The same thing. It was it was deep. Just just deep. Yeah, it was. Okay. So for me, pers- well, yeah, for me personally, in my opinion, I think it's a little. I think it's like the rock version of her um dancing with the devil the artist starting over album because her song dancing with the devil it talks about her addiction and her like you know rehab stuff so with this song it's kind of like the same which i mean i don't really i don't like songs that are the same from previous songs of that same artist because it's like you're just recycling stuff but with Demi Lovato she can literally recycle her her trauma and her past and make it into something awesome which is passable I guess I don't know if you guys like feel the same way because like with Dance with the Devil she talks about you know um I don't like she talks about doing drugs and then the alcohol and then like you know repeating it and then with skin of my teeth it's it talks about her like you know surviving the aftermath I want to say like am I I feel like I'm hitting the now like it's just, like it just talks about her like you know surviving the aftermath and then like you know she references she uses the reaper a lot in this in the song so the reaper being like her addiction it's like you know attacking her more and more so which leads to the question of her album because her album is titled holy fuck but the u is spelled with a v and i believe it's a 16 track album and so far the only song she released is skin of my teeth 
And so, um, and she's going on tour too right after the album drops, which I'm kind of excited for, but not really because like, it's a rock concert. It's not like, like you know, a pop concert where it's going to be like in an arena. It's going to be like in a in a theater setting. Oh. Which you know, at first when I first saw that she was going on tour, I like you know I got I geeked out, but when I realized that it's not like in an arena setting, it kind of like made me feel icky because I'm like. The only other artist I saw live for the first time ever in a concert form was Ariana Grande. But that was, like, t- three years ago now. So, and I always said, like, the next person... I literally said to my sister after I left Ariana Grande's concert, like, the next person I want to see is Demi Lovato. But that's if she can stay out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it looks like she did. So, now she's going on tour. But, like, what do you guys think her album is going to be? It's just, just from the title of Holy Fuck, like, what do you think it's going to be? anybody want to go a lot of a lot of deep stuff talking about certain topics each song probably for each topic of its own maybe okay so like do you think she's like gonna like focus more on like her rehab and her addiction like she did with her last album or is she gonna like you know turn it into something different like she did with skin in my teeth because i feel like with her last album she definitely like touched based a lot on her addiction because like in last season guys i did a review on her full album of that and majority of the songs were about her you know coming clean with herself and so um during the dance with the devil the artist learned over album there's an intro where she just like talks for like maybe a minute or two about like how this is like a brand new start and then the next song is the artist starting over. It could be like a re- redemption, maybe. Okay, redemption. What do you, will, 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 what do you think? Um. Well, the redemption kind of makes sense. Trying to come back from her addiction. Um. So, in her older songs, did she focus on the rehab part of it? Because I'm not too familiar with her work. Like, I know some of it, but... So, like, with her recent album, or, like, previous before? Yeah, because, previous. Okay, so previous before, she was just a pop girl. Like, she was all pop. Yeah. From, like, Disney on. So, actually, because her farthest album so far, before, like, you know, the relapse, was... Um, tell me you love me, and now and on that and on that album, she went on tour off of that album, and that tour was like a concert arena tour. It wasn't like a theater tour because it was a pop, pop R and B ish kind of like album. But with Demi Lovato, before even before that album, Demi Lovato has always been a pop rock girl, and so yeah. all her concerts have mostly just been all like pop rock ish. So with this new album, I feel like it's gonna be kind of like her going back to like her rock days but mm. no pop i don't think that okay. this i don't okay I so that. yeah like like i don't think with this album is gonna be any pop as skin of my teeth kind of is so like with skin of my teeth it's it sounds pop rockish but it's more like it's more rock honestly i'm excited for it I mean, I am too, definitely, definitely. Because, like, I mean, it's been a minute since we heard anything from Demi Lovato. I think, yeah, because her album, her last album came out 
last year. And a lot of these artists, like older artists, I should say, their latest album was 2020. Like, I know um, Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, definitely. Her Positions album came out like in October of 2020. Selena Gomez's Rare album came out in January of 2020. I want to say Changes came out in 2022. And then the following year, Justin Bieber came out with Justice. And he is he's actually on tour too, but he's he had to propose he had to propose pwn some of his tour dates because of his um new like yeah, condition. condition. This face paralyzing thing. Yeah. But that's a different topic. But um so I mean we could definitely do a full review on her album when it comes out. But it's sad to say that it's not coming out until August, like August nineteenth, which when it comes to music with me, I'm very impatient whenever, like, new artists, like, are dropping new music. Same. And, like, like it's just it's just very impatient. Like, drop the freaking album already. Like, with, like, Britney Spears, someone told me that she was working on a new album. Like, when? Where? Like, she just got married and all, but it's like, okay, now you're free. Let's Let, go. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Like, let's go. Let's go. Get, get your ass back in that studio. And then, like, I just heard, like, I just found out, like, Beyonce is even coming out with a new album. And it's mm. been a minute since she came out with her, like, her solo album because she won a Grammy off of that album she made but that album was mostly made for like the lion king the real life version Uh, her last recent solo album was from 2016 her lemonade it's been a minute yeah it's been a minute so it's been a minute for a lot of a lot of these artists so i'm kind of expecting for a lot of these people to come out with new music um especially arna gane since she's been taking a break for a while only to focus on other passions, as they say, which is only her makeup brand, which uh, is number one at Ultra Beauty. But I mean, that's besides the point. Sis, you're made for music. You're not made for makeup. But other than that, so we can all agree that, like, you know, her album is going to be mostly rock and not pop. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that makes me more excited for it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited to see the newer version of the rock demi because her don't forget album which was her very first album when she was still with disney and here we go again album which is also another rock album and i want to say so forget unbroken but her demi album definitely rock too but i think her demi album was more pop rock and her unbroken album i think that was mostly pop so I think when that album didn't work out, she switched to pop rock again. Mm. Because, fun fact, real quick, she actually went off a tour off of off. She went on tour twice, back to back, actually. So she called it the Neon Lights tour first, and that was like her solo tour, where she went to different arenas for a concert and she was by herself. But then when um. But then she turned around and went on tour again, the same tour, and called it the um, Demi Tour, the Demi World Tour. That's when she had, like, background dancers and all that. That's when she introduced, like, you know, the fun pop version of Demi. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Demi plays out with this album, especially since, like, the cover album. Have you guys seen the cover album of Holy Fuck? I haven't. It's, like, okay, so... It I okay so I actually think she's gonna get 
a little bit of backlash because of it. Because one, it's titled Holy Fuck. And then two, the album cover is her tied up on a bed and she's wearing like little clothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like you named it Holy Fuck. That's a lot. And, and, and it's in the shape of a cross too. So really going all in with that yeah she's 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 giving it all she's got with this one so i mean i'm really excited to see it but anyway so moving on to our second mini discussion we have selena gomez feeling ashamed of one particular album cover do you guys know what it is or can you guess what it is so i'll if you're not familiar with her albums i'll name so there's star dance there's revival and then her third one is rare I mean I guess I wouldn't know because I haven't seen the okay well covers it's it's her revival album so her revival album she's like it's black and it's black and white or black and grayish or whatever and she's naked oh yeah so Selena Gomez has always been publicly open about like her like you know her body and how she's like really uncomfortable with like that sexy version of like mm. how artists play today. So, um, with the album cover, she said it made her feel very ashamed after she did it because it's nothing that she would normally do. And so, I think her- like that's a step forward though. Was she like talked into it? So, from what I read, I don't think so. I think it was her idea because on top of that, she already had a song called A Hands to Myself which in the music video she's wearing nothing but bras and panties and dancing around in a long white t-shirt white dressed up shirt and some black heels and whatnot. just like the whole music video which is a fucking banger is sexy but Selena Gomez doesn't consider herself in her music to be sexy in a kind of way and that's like what she felt about the album cover because her album cover she's sitting in this white room area um legs crossing her vajayjay area but she's where you can tell that she's but there's like a little slant so but like you could tell that she's wearing like under guards okay and she's covering her top so i mean yeah i feel like she'll feel more empowered with this and honestly i mean i never saw it as really much of a problem i never i never would have thought that she would have seen it as a problem but like so to give a little bit more background about Selena I actually because I saw this documentary about her life story so Selena Gomez has been dealt with handled with a lot of like trauma with her body health issues and stuff like that like you know she had a kidney transplant I had heard about that but I never really looked into it so her best friend gave her her kidney to her Mm. and she her body like immediately rejected it almost like she almost died oh wow yeah she survived the surgery like she almost died from it because of the kidney and whatnot but before that she was also diagnosed with lupus do you guys know what that is Uh, yeah. yeah yeah so and that was while she was on tour from her revival album so she had to like cancel the rest of her tour because she got diagnosed with lupus and then after that she had kidney failure so um and then before that she was with justin bieber and that whole back and forth drama crap and so there's like this special ring 
that's in, that almost said Zendaya. That <laughs> Selena Gomez was wearing, and um, it symbolized her like virginity pretty much. So she only took the ring off if she knew she was ready with the right person. And we already know Justin Bieber was not the right person, and Justin Bieber is still probably not the right person for anybody. But Agreed. hey, I mean, he seems to be enjoying his life. She seems to be enjoying her life, and that's all great and whatever. But we will never forget the trauma he brought to her. But yeah, so um, with that ring in the documentary, she like they said like she you know would never take it off until she felt ready, until she felt good about herself, until she was the right space state of mind and all that crap and she did it anyway because you know it's justin bieber and who wouldn't want to screw justin bieber at that time or whatever so that was a whole problem with her because then as soon as they did that you know they you know broke up again for like the fifth time or whatever but um and like it just talked more and more about like so do you guys know selena gomez was in like a movie other than disney because I didn't until the um the documentary. I didn't until now. So wow. so it's like this. It, I don't I don't remember the name of the movie, but it's like this sexy. It's not like a sex movie, but like in the movie, Selena Gomez plays like one of these extra chicks that has to be sexy, and she's wearing like you know bikini top and all that crap. And they were saying how throughout production, she was just so uncomfortable with her body, and like she this isn't this isn't what she does, and that. Like, she received a lot of backlash from it because, you know, how do you go from playing this cute and cuddly Disney star chick to starring in a movie and showing your skin and all that? Mm-hmm. And honestly, off topic real quick, that's how I feel about Zendaya, too, in a way, because it's like, you've been on Disney your entire life. So how do you navigate from going to, from Disney to doing drugs on HBO? <laughs> like, like, how that's do you? Quite a <laughs> yeah, like that's quite a transition. And on top of that, you're also doing PG thirteen Spider Man Marvel movies as well. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have a Malcolm and Maria um, little skit play movie on Netflix, which is just straight up, you know, a man and a girl arguing back and forth at each other. And cussing at each other. And, I mean, if you haven't seen that movie, that's actually a really good movie. But, I mean, it's like, how do these Disney people navigate their life from, you know, what Disney shows from them to what they're doing now? Being pure and all this. And then when they go into the real world, it's like, oh, man. Right, right. Yeah, it must be such a drastic change. Right, like with Demi Demi Novato. I mean, like, she, like, has so many documentaries where she... And she's even a minute herself where, like, in interviews where, like, you know... While she's on Disney, she's, like, you know, high or on drugs or drunk. Like, I believe one time she said, like, she was boarding her plane with a bottle, a Sprite bottle full of vodka. Oh. Like, just a Sprite bottle full of vodka. So, it's, like, it's interesting to see because, I mean, like, if you look over at Nickelodeon, you don't see too many problems with Nickelodeon where, like, you have, like, artists in their past dealing with drug addictions and then, you know, you have artists who you know who have been on like kid shows their entire life and then they transition to like you know playing a dangerous character in euphoria like like ariana grande i mean as soon as she left nickelodeon she went straight to like fucking music yeah like straight music and and that music took her career to the 
100th level times the 100th power of yeah. infinity and pi or, or what it was whatever like i mean and like when you think of nickelodeon that's the only chick you think of because that's the only girl who's really became you know somewhat of a more celebrity than successful yeah more yeah. successful than anybody else so with selena gomez i mean i'm not surprised that she is where she is now but I'm kind of shocked that she's continued to stick to doing what she's doing. So, I mean, let me reword it. So, I'm actually kind of surprised that she stuck to doing music, honestly. I thought she would have quit music a while ago. Because, I mean, I'm actually praying that she'll go on tour with her Rare album. But, like I said, her Rare album was in 2020. So, that's two years. That's a year ago. Yeah. So, it's like, sis... What, what you doing? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? No, it wasn't a year ago. It was two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. We were in 2022. I forgot. So, I mean... Depending on when it came out. January. It came oh, out in January. Oh, okay. like, so, like, so as soon... Yeah, so as soon as it turned January of 2020, it, that's when she released her album. Like, somewhere between those weeks. So, I mean... I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I'm surprised that she's stuck with music. I'm surprised that she's, like, you're doing what she's doing now with her whole makeup thing and everything. And it's actually doing pretty, pretty well for her, which is good. But, I mean, I hate, I am the kind of person who hates seeing talent go to, go to, good talent go to waste. Especially when it comes to music. So, like, when they do the music thing and they quit that and they just stick to what they're doing good at now... Like, back to Zendaya, she has a whole album out, and not a lot of people know that. And, like, I remember one time, I saw this video of this guy who does, like, reviews on, like, why this artist flopped, or why this artist stopped making music or whatnot. And it's like, it was like, why did Zendaya stop making music or whatnot? And someone in the comment section was like, when does Zendaya, like, does Zendaya have an album out? Or when is Zendaya gonna have an album out? And it's like, What? She already has an album out. It's like it's been out for years now. It came out in 2013. Mm. Is her very her first and last album. And her for her last single ever, like her solo single, was something new featuring Chris Brown in 2016. And that song was a recycled recycled song from TLC. Because I mean the lyrics aren't really recycled. Well, actually, Chris Brown's part is recycled from TLC. From, um, I'm trying to figure out what song it's from. From Creep. The whole, the whole song, the whole music instruments and all that is, like, it's Creep. It's from the song Creep. So, the whole song, I mean, it's a bop, but it's also just, like, this is the best you came up with. And this is what she left us with, to do acting. So, Selena Gomez, she already has, she has a cooking show, she has her own makeup line, and she's also in a TV series on Hulu, which I can't think of the name of right now. But, I mean, she's out here doing the thing, but I don't know. I just wasn't really expecting her to feel ashamed about her success and the things that she's done to make her career more successful. Because she, to me, she hasn't really received a lot of hate from her album cover or her album at all. Okay. Like, have you guys heard Hands to Myself? Yeah. 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 So, like, have you seen the music video, though? Yeah. I have not seen the music video. Oh, well, <laughs> you're missing out. Like, at the end, though, like, it's it's all about, like, basically breaking into this, her, like, 
she's being a stalker and she breaks into her stalker's house and like she's like dancing all over his place and she's lying in his bed and at the end she gets like arrested but like at the very very end when it's the credits and shit like that she's laying on the couch next to him so it's just Uh like I know it just all falls together but I mean it's a good freaking song the whole whole album itself is good I mean like she was able to go off a tour on that for a while before she had to you know cancel it and another thing that I thought was weird though was the fact that her and Justin Bieber were on tour at the same time on the same year Mm. both because his album Purpose came out in 2016 and so he went on tour off of that album too so they both were on tour in 2016 and Ariana Grande too, as well. She was on tour off her third album, Dangerous Woman. Okay. So I, I just thought it was all weird. But I mean, and they all, all three of them, quit their tours. Well, Ariana Grande's was for a legitimate good ass reason. I mean, she had a terrorist attack at a concert in oh, yeah. Manchester, so she had to cancel the rest of her tour. And then with Selena Gomez, she got diagnosed with lupus and then kidney failure. But Justin Bieber's, his was for depression. I mean, which is understandable, too, as well. But, I mean, that doesn't compare to a terrorist attack. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, any last thoughts before we move on to our hot topic? She needs to do more self-reflecting and look at her success. And this could be, like, a... I don't know. She might feel com- more comfortable in the future. Okay. Know? I mean, I understand that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Will, anything? No, I think that was a good thing to end on for that. That was good. No. All right. Already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, guys, we're going to hear you guys in our hot topic. Alrighty, guys, so now it's time to get to the main hot topic, which is a movie review from the movie The Black Phone. So, we literally, all three of us, just got done seeing it, so what was everyone's thoughts about it? Like, first first thoughts, honestly. Well, actually, let's do, like, impressions, because you got, could you, oh my god, did you guys see, like, the trailers for it? Yeah, yeah. I did. I actually, a few months ago, I did a lot of surveys online and so i actually reviewed the ads before they went out to the public so i knew it beforehand and it was pretty interesting that is cool all right so bella what was your thoughts about the trailer before the movie came out it seemed more to be like a a horror and like that's the basis of it but like when i saw the movie it was more psychological and in your head and you know Mm -hmm. messing with your head and stuff Okay. Well, for me, when I saw the trailers, like like you said, horror. I was I was expecting it to be horror. Um, I wasn't really expecting it to be what it was, what it ended up turning out to be, and like I definitely was not expecting the outcome to be what the outcome was throughout the movie. And honestly, I mean, I wish the protagonist did more than what the protagonist did throughout the movie. That's fair. Because it focused more on the boy, which, I mean, that's, I'm assuming that's the point of the movie, but, like, at the same time, though, I mean, you just got kidnapped. What about the kidnapper? Like, like what's going on through his head? More like, backstory on Yeah, yeah, more backstory. Like, I think, yeah, I wish there was more backstories. 
and know, honestly, want the villain arc going. Right, on. right. Like kind of like you know, like Disney kind of thing. Like you know how Disney gives each villain like a backstory about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like, and on, on, on and at the same time though, we give a backstory about each kid that he kidnapped. Like, what was his purpose of taking each one? That's something I could not figure out. Right, Even right. Even towards the end, I just... Yeah, because, like, throughout the movie, each kid had, like, their own super fucking, like, natural talent. Like, one kid was a damn street fighter and knocking down bullies six as, six times his height. But when it comes to a creepy man with a with a black van, black balloon, balloons, and a, like, creepy-ass personality, you can't yeah, fight couldn't for take yourself. Him down, right, right. <laughs> it's like, what? That, that was kind of surprising yeah so like i mean okay so now we're gonna go through thoughts about the movie so i'll go first because like i just have a lot to say so like thoughts throughout the movie i just thought okay overall it's a good movie it's it's well i shouldn't say it. it's an okay movie honestly i mean i like a good jump scare movie and there hasn't really been a lot of that recently and so there were there were some jumps scenes through there but it just wasn't hitting and then like on top of that some of the kids that got kidnapped previously before it just did not make any sense at all mm-hmm. like you're on a bike and you literally like he the, like the first guy that got kidnapped before like during the movie like the intro of the movie Bruce you're on a bicycle and you literally just drove past well you rode past two chicks and now you're gone like that like that doesn't make any sense like you're on a bike like on that scene though i really liked the 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 transition because some some something goes like snap to black but it was like fading into it Mm -hmm. and then it went to the next scene i I like that well that's kind of how it was for like mostly all the kidnappings like like um the street fighter kid like he turns the corner and that that part pissed me off a little bit because it's like you don't see that truck sitting there and then you see a guy with a cake get out, and you don't run the other direction. You just keep walking straight. Yeah, right. Yeah, what was going on? That there? was that like... was so freaking weird. It was like, uh, what? And then, um, who else got kidnapped? Like, okay, so like the newspaper boy, they didn't show him getting kidnapped. No, they didn't. He had no backstory. I don't even no. know he was a character in that. No, and then uh, and then another part I didn't really quite understand is like how the fact that like every time they, he called Finney, every time he called the phone to Finney. Fanny knew who these people were, but they didn't know their own names. It's like... And that, even towards the end, did not explain why they didn't know their own names. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the ending didn't even really explain much of what happened. I think one of the characters tried to say, like, once they get past a certain point after death, they forget the name. But they they didn't really give an explanation as to why that happened. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like, well, with Bruce, Bruce was like, I don't remember my name. But then, you know... Finney remembered, like, reminded him his name is Bruce, and then he was like, oh, yeah, that's my name, but then, like, with Paperboy, he didn't want to be called Billy, even though Finn was like, that's your name, he was like, well, I don't like that, call me Paperboy. It's like, yeah, what? it wasn't very, um, consistent. Descriptive. Yeah, right, descriptive, consistent, like, it wasn't, it was just weird throughout, and then, I'm not gonna lie, the, the sister pissed me off a little bit in the beginning, because, you're having these supernatural powers where you're literally dreaming about this crap. Like, you're dreaming about people being taken. But when your help is being wanted, you're f- resisting. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. Like, she was cussing out the detectives when they were asking, like, how do you know this in your dreams and stuff like that? And she was calling them, like, a, 
what a fucking hobnocker or whatever. I don't. I could tell that the audience really liked it though. They were all yeah, laughing. they were like they were laughing their asses off about that, I mean, which was funny because like you know when you see a child cuss, it's hilarious. But like in a situation like that where you're dreaming of kids being kidnapped and you and you know you can help and you're just like you know refusing to that that's yeah, like, irritating. Like take it more seriously. Right, right. Um, what else, what else did you guys think was weird? I didn't like how the you know the murderer the mask the, the guy I didn't like how his mask the way it was it, it was more like to scare the kid than the audience and, and he I was actually like, switching masks he had right. like yeah, a yeah. top I one like and a bottom one you want to scare the audience more because that's what you're, you're targeting the people who are watching yeah it wasn't it wasn't very scary or appealing you know yeah and honestly okay so like like we said like we wish there was more uh, a backstory about the kidnapper like he didn't even have a name his brother had a name but he and him himself didn't have a name like who is he we know who his brother was he was a freaking cocaine drug addict but what about i was the actually kidnapper? thinking it was the brother that was the kidnapper so I, I was getting confused i was also i the same thing with yeah because towards the end there we you know when he <laughs> took, to his brother took the axe like yeah and then i like, thought oh. that the brother was the the guy because in one of the scenes he was pointing to the detectives on the map and everything and it started to connect for me towards the end because it, oh it shows the house this is where the kid's at it's that guy but no, it was the other guy. I think you... when when he started like making the connection in his head in his head and was kind of like surprised, then I started believing, oh wait, that's not he's not the killer. He just made the connection that it's right in his house. And, and I was like, like, oh, it must be the other person that lives with right. him. Right. And it's so freaking obvious that like, you know, once like, you know, the helper finds out that they're gonna die, because like who else just stands there in the doorway? And it's just like, oh my god, there's a child in my basement. Boom, you're dead. Like, really, yeah, that like... Yeah, kind of like an eye-roll moment. Like, right. Like, like, you really did that? Yeah, like, like honestly, like... Like, it was cliche. almost comedic. <laughs> yeah, comedic, cliche. Like, it was just dumb. So, um, another part that I want to touch based on is the alcoholic father. Yes, that, I, I felt that, like... I mean, I didn't really feel because my dad was never like abusive. So mm-hmm. when when he did like the belt, I didn't relate to that. But when the kid came home and was like taking the the bottle, the, out of his hands. yeah, like that and was trying me. to like clean up the place, like yeah, that, that was me as a kid, and I felt that. So like, can we say like any triggering like memories brought up from that? Like when he was hitting the daughter with the belt. It was kind of like a ooh shiver down your spine kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me personally, like, you know, I've had my fair share of whoopings and all that. And in my opinion, they don't do anything. They they, they really don't. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even cry. I think I, I I just screamed for it to stop because it's like, why are you doing this? Like, it's not. And they always be like, oh, this hurts me more than no. It does not hurt you to to hit your own child with a belt. I feel like in the millennial and boomer generation, they make those, that type of abuse so normalized 
feel like some people in the audience could relate to it. Yeah. And they would justify it. It's like, oh, my parents were like that and this and that. Yeah, because literally, that's literally what I was saying in my head. I'm like, I I know what that girl's going through. Like, I felt I've, bad for that girl. Like, she was yeah. crying, and I was like, dang, like, that, that, that is rough for her. Yeah, and honestly, could we say, like, he was, like, maybe, like, hung over or, like, still like drunk because he was like yeah, yelling I, at I her think he did like grab a drink right after so he must have already been drinking well i mean that was orange juice oh was it yeah because like she, i just assumed. unless there was vodka in it because I like you know she did like you know break the bottle of vodka i feel like he was hung over and he was taking some of his anger out on her yeah yeah instead of trying to understand the situation on why the cops were you know calling her for her and everything like that and yeah because he kept like saying oh like why is the cop showing up to my job? And like, what did you do? And then they, like, another thing that him and her kept referring to, well, mostly him, was, like, the mom. I guess the yeah, mom had, she like... she also had the powers. She also had, like, the powers of, like, you know, dreaming stuff that I ended up being like real. I feel he saw the mother in her a lot, a lot, and he would compare the mom and her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way because he, like, said, like, he told her to repeat it, I'm not, like my dreams aren't real or I'm not my mom or something like that. Like, he's, yeah. like, screaming in her face like, you're not those. your mother. Yeah, like, he's screaming in your face, you're not your mom or something like that, which is also, like, you know, it's not a triggering memory for me, but, like, it's probably a triggering memory for somebody in the audience. Yeah. I mean, that... Just that scene right there cut deep, too. And then, for, like, the brother standing in the doorway not doing anything, that boils my skin so much because it's, like... As the camera cuts to him, you see, like, him building up all this anger and everything. But it's just, like, why do you stand there and not, like, you know, push him off of her? Right, like, push him off of her. Like, you Mm -hmm. see, like, your sister is building up anger, too. Like, she broke his vodka Mm -hmm. bottle. And he was like, oh, if you break that, I'm going to beat you more and more or whatever. And it's, like, all he did was just give her one more whip and that was it. There's a scene I want to talk about. Okay. Was like towards, Go ahead. Towards the end, where he was trying to, you know, push through that wall and everything to get to the freezer, and after he was done, he was just so out of energy and just started crying. I right. Think, like that's a lot of adults and everything now. Like, it, like symbolically, it's kind of how we are. We keep trying and trying and trying, and then towards the end, you just get so frustrated you start crying on the ground. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so like. Do you think that moment right there, he was having, like, a mental breakdown? Yeah. Because he, yeah. he was trying all these things throughout the movie, like, how to escape and everything. He finally just broke. Okay, so now I want to talk about that, too. Because that was another thing that I thought was so freaking weird, is how, like, all these kids, from their previous kidnappings, they discovered, like, motives of how to escape the room, but they never could have, and they ended up dying... But it's like, how, like, it's like... If you knew these things, why, why didn't did you succeed? They, right. Yeah, how did they know what the good advice was when it didn't work for them? And exactly. clearly it didn't work for him either. Right, right. Everything that they told him to do, it ended up being a fail for him. Except for the whole bike combination thing. Because he was able to get out, but he wasn't able to... He wasn't quick enough to get away from them. Yeah. Unfortunately. Even and, how did, the, and how did that one kid know that he would fall asleep upstairs in his chair? If he well, was, he, he said they were, they're ghosts, they're spirits. So he said that they were, like, he sees them. Oh, okay. I felt like when he was alive, he was trying to make the connection of, oh, I no, know. Like, no, when he was alive, he said that he knew that, like, 
him leaving the door unlocked was a trap because he did it and it's a part of his naughty boy game. Okay, yeah. Where, like, he was waiting with a belt and that's what was happening. But can we just say that, like, that first scene, him waiting with the belt in the chair with his legs open and and his shirtless... That, uh, that felt kind of sexual, and I I'm like, know. is he going to rape the kid, or like, that what the hell is going on too. here? Like, kind of in my head, too, but I, I, whisper, I whisper the bell, I'm like, um, if I ever get kidnapped, and my kidnapper has a sister like that, he can just take me all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, maybe, but like, I mean, like, it was hot. It was hot, it was creepy, it was weird, it was confusing. It was like, it was a mixture of every, like, emotion in the book. But at the same time, though, it was just weird because he was able to get out but he just couldn't get far enough which that also irritated the hell out of me because it's like well pre- well even before that his own capturing was so freaking weird because i mean he noticed the van he noticed the black balloons yeah, he should have seen all the signs. Why did yeah. he not There's just so many red turn flags around? Here. There were so many red flags in his capturing that just, like, really irritated me. That I'm like, you know what? Take him. Just take him. Let him learn his lesson for a little bit. But then it's like, well, shit. I mean, like, he's captured now, so it's, like, great. But at the same time, though, it's just, like... Now, mind you, this is based off of, like, in the 70s. So, like, that was, like, yeah. a lot of where kids were getting captured. Because, like, I watched a lot of, like... Jeffrey Dahmer. No. The serial killer. Is that the clown dude? No, that's John Wayne Gacy. No, who's Jeffrey Dahmer? Um, he kidnapped women, I think. Like, he'd drive up to women and say things like, oh, you need help, or this and that. I thought Jeffrey Dahmer was the one that, like, cut up people and... Yeah, I think that was... Yeah. No, I never heard of that. I've heard of the, the clown guy. What was his name again? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I've heard of him. Um, but... Not Jeffrey Dahmer, but I mean, there's this show. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or I think it was it was on Hulu. It's called Children in the Snow. It was a documentary about kids being kidnapped in the seventies, like unsolved cases, and how they're just being captured and all that, and like no one can solve their cases and all. That was um, that was um, something that I compared the movie to, in a way, but. And it was also filmed in North Carolina, which was also kind of weird, too. Because, like, I, I didn't get North Carolina vibes. I got, like... Because most of, like, the documentaries was not, like, Massachusetts and Detroit and stuff like that. But I liked how they portrayed it to make it look like the 70s. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was a nice little vintage vibe. But, I mean, the overall experience of his scene getting getting kidnapped was so stupid i mean he's like oh is that black balloons in your trunk as soon (laughs) as he opens the door you should have ran like seriously and then like first of all i'm not gonna stop and ask if you need help from a guy who's powdered whose face looks like edward from twilight the way he's like saying oh i dropped my stuff (laughs) you want to grab my hat for me that's creepy creepy. this guy seemed like he's he was on drugs or something. Yeah, you know? and then another thing that I really thought was so freaking stupid and that, like, you know, would normally never happen in real life was the fact that, like, you are, you're already five kids and kidnapped. So why is there no curfew? Why is it that the brother and the sister are still being able to separate from each other to go walk their own separate mm. ways? That is, that's another thing that I caught on quickly because it's like, okay, 
after Bruce and then after the street fighter getting kidnapped, the sister was still able to walk to her friend's house for the night. Yeah, there weren't by really herself. Many, many like solutions made to the problem going on in the town. Yeah, and then I mean I thought that was ridiculously stupid because normally after like you know you have a child serial kill- kidnapper on the loose. I mean, there's a curfew in place. You have to be home. You can't walk by yourself at night. I mean, I mean even though it was daylight, I mean they were still like going their separate ways, and he got kidnapped in daylight. So. Yeah, true. Like, didn't anybody not see this? Exactly, exactly. And that, that that was another thing, too, in real life, like, in the 70s. Like, there would be a, the lack of witnesses. Just, like, the lack oh. of witnesses of kids getting kidnapped was horrendous. But on another story, um... So, how do we feel about the ending of the movie? I see... When he put the phone to his, you know, ear, the killer's ear, and... The kid was like, oh, well, you're running out of time. Like, the whole, I feel like the whole basis of the movie and everything was running out of time to do things. And I liked at the end how he was like, well, it's, it's your time now. You ran out of time. And then, yeah, yeah the, the instead street, of the kid. The street yeah. fighter called him a buta. <laughs> Spanish. I thought that was kind of fun. I think, I thought, okay, so I thought that scene was kind of cleverish. Like, that was kind of like, you know, a good clapback. But, I mean, at the same time, though, I'm like, really this is it this is this is what this is how it ends yeah right right like it's kind of like an expected ending like everything works out and then we're just gonna cut straight to the end and the credits you know like right which i was kind of like at that point i was happy about because i was thinking how long is this movie gonna go for is it gonna keep going on so i was like well it's wrapped up now but maybe if they went a little deeper into the ending it would have been a little better. It's like, what a plot twist at the end, though, when uh, you know the little girl was thinking about the house that was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It happened to be across the yeah, street, and I was like, street, and then yeah. it gave me goosebumps when she she saw him and they made eye contact. She ran mm. up and was gonna go hug him. That that was great. I so, I think, actually, for that, because you know how, like, they say, like, spirits, um, sometimes spirits will, like, lead you to, like, their bodies or whatever like that. I feel like that last kid was leading her to where they were all dead so they so that they could be laid to rest, pre- like, in a proper yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I see I, that. I thought that was, like, kind of how it was, and then for him to escape from across the street was probably how it was supposed to play out. Because, I, I mean... Overall, that part right there was good. And I think when, like, you know, the dead body thing, when they, like, went down to that basement, that gave me a little bit of chills. But, I mean, him walking out, her, like, sitting there and realizing, oh, my God, my brother's right there. That that thing, that was, like, eh. When the two detectives noticed that the bodies were there, they gave each other a look, and that gave me goosebumps because they're like, oh, shit, yeah. This is where all the kids are. We found them, but not right. alive. Right. Like, and like in the beginning, um, I think the I think Fenny asked his sister, "Do you think that they'll find them? Do you think that they'll find the kids?" And she was like, "Not, that, not yeah. in the way that, not in the way that you would want them." That to be connection found. that was a perfect. I liked that. Yeah, that was that was that was a nice scripting right there. Not in the way that you would want them to be found. So, I mean, it was true. And then there there was a six-hole dead duck, too, for Finney. 
if anyone caught that. Yeah. Yeah. It was ready for him. Yeah, it was ready for him. Yeah. But, um... I, I also liked when he was walking out of the house. He probably felt so badass and everything. Yeah. Well, he definitely felt badass when he walked into the school. I mean, <laughs> and then I... And the bullies, too. Yeah, oh, the bullies. Smirk, you know? Yeah, the bullies. Yeah, that was that was nice. And I already knew what at once the Street Fighter kid got um, kidnapped that those bullies were going to go back. And another thing that I liked about, like, the sister and her brother's relationship was, like, the fact that, like, you know, it... Like, since their dad was like you know an alcoholic it led them to like you know come closer to each other to rely on each other so True. when Fenny was getting beat up here comes the sister picking up a freaking rock and bashing that kid's head in what a great that, sister that was pretty yeah cool. that was that was really that was good sister like you what know sticking out right made there what cry was when after she got beat by her dad she went to the living room to oh her, yeah and she put her head on him and they were, they were just so silent and like that that fading away that that gave me goosebumps almost mm. cry yeah that that part right there is definitely probably like you know another trigger memory for like some people yeah cuz i remember like i mean even for me a little bit but like my sister wasn't really normally there whenever i would get like you know disciplined or anything like that but i mean for me and my sister i mean my sister is like my rock for everything i mean i tell my sister literally everything and so like when she left like when she officially moved out i was just left to fend for myself so i'm just like how do i do this and and on top of that i didn't have a cell phone at the time either so it's just like i can't like you know call her up and tell her how i'm feeling or tell her all the problems that are happening at home i just have to like you know wait it out wait it out or do it with myself or just you know that must have felt kind of isolating yeah i i remember i remember exactly what i did so it was the day that we moved her in because she was getting her master's. So that's when she ended up moving out of the house officially. So she got, we moved her into her apartment for the first time. And I remember I was silent the entire drive home. And then as soon as we got home, I ran right to the bathroom and cried. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just, it was a hard moment a for lot. me. Because it was hard to say goodbye to your, like, you know, your security blanket. Like, you're rock. Yeah, like, your your best friend just moved out for the rest of your life. And now you're stuck to fend for yourself. And on top of that, you already know how your home environment is. So it's just like, fuck, I'm screwed. And that's kind of how I felt. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm screwed. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But... I don't know. I mean, it's an overall okay movie. I mean, would you guys watch it again if you had, like, to, to pass time? I feel like, yeah, I would. And I'd look yeah. more into things and look at, like, little details. Because yeah. the first impression of a movie, you don't really look for the details. You just want to overview the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a worth a second chance to watch it again. Do you really? Yeah. Eh. I don't know. Because, um, that's kind of how I felt with another movie. I can't think of the movie right now. Um, I think it's either House of Gucci or another movie that I saw in theaters that I was like, eh, I have to give it a second chance in order to like it again. Oh, Scream. I think it was Scream. I don't know if it was Scream or not, but it had, it was some movie that I saw and I'm just like, what in the hell? Like, no. Uh-uh. I think it was House of Gucci when we went to go see House of Gucci. I, I think, think it was. I think it was because we were talking about like, what it the was hell about was Lady it? Gaga and not yeah, Lady it was Gucci. Yeah, it was about you know the Gucci's wife and like you know her bratty self and like 
her wanting the, the, the fortune and all that. I mean, overall, the movie was okay. I think it was just, it was a lot to take in. Just like with this movie, it was a lot to take in. And like how they did everything, that's another, I don't Oh no! Another topic. Another, <laughs> yeah, another topic. topic. So, any last thoughts about the movie? Um, how would you guys rate it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how would you rate it first? You go first. Uh, I would give it a seven out of ten. Okay, seven. Okay, so from ten meaning good, one meaning bad. Seven. Yeah, seven. So it was pretty good. Okay, so from a one to ten, ten meaning that you would give it a revisit, one meaning that you would just leave it at the first watch where would you rate it at um, i guess in that way i would say like a six a six so there's a slight possibility that you would rewatch it but not a huge possibility but like in a few months you know when right. it's not fresh in my mind and i think of it again uh-huh. i might see if it's on some sort of uh streaming platform and then okay watch it again what about you bella well so I'm gonna rate it in like different things like the production I give it like a solid 8 out of 10 it mm. could have been better mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it was good still but like yeah and then I mean 8 out of 10 seems pretty high <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah. I rate the actors even higher that was an 9 out of 10 especially that one kid who was fighting that you know kid who was 6 feet taller than him yeah I still can't get over that part it's like how in the hell can you beat this dude up, but you can't fight beat a, you can't fight a kidnapper. Like you just can't. <laughs> and especially the way that his kidnapping was. Like you were leaving like some warehouse and you turned the corner and there he was parked waiting for you. You and kept you, walking over. You kept walking. Oh, there's another part that um that I thought was so freaking weird. It was when um it was when the sister found out that her brother got kidnapped. And when she ran out of the house, it looked like she was running in place. Did yeah, anyone yeah. catch that? Yeah, yeah, she definitely was. Yeah, it looked I, like she was I, running I, in place. It seemed like they didn't even try with that. They no. They handed over to her, like, running this way. But instead it was in front. So it looked, yeah, it looked like she was on, like, some type of treadmill Yeah, or because something. she wasn't yeah. getting any farther away no, from the house. It's no. like, why did you not even, like, it's really not that hard to just have someone run like normal yeah and like why didn't like you know anybody run after her i thought like, i was i was waiting for somebody like you know maybe the mother of the house like to run after her or her friend like you know come to the door but like it was just like a loop yeah so like how how else would you rate it bella um overall i would give it a solid eight out of ten they could improve on some things, but I, I really like the movie. What things could they possibly have improved in? Um, Storylines, backstories, that they really need. That that killer really needed a good backstory because yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around why he was doing things, what, what kind of torture methods, all that stuff. It just kept progressing through the movie, but I didn't get a good understanding at first. Got it, got it. Right. So, yeah, like, eight out of ten for me. All right, so for me... Well, okay, so from one meaning that you won't watch it ever again to ten meaning, like, there's a possibility you'll give it a second chance, where would you rate that? Six. So, same as well? Same as well. Six, yeah. Alright, so for me, rating the whole movie itself, I would have to probably say, um, maybe a six. 
Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna go a little lower than you guys. So, um, <laughs> it just because like, and I catch myself doing it too. Whenever I'm like, I, whenever I'm watching a movie and I have to ask way too many questions or I have to talk about it with like my partner or whoever I'm sitting next to, what what I obviously not a stranger, then there's a problem for me right there and then because I caught myself talking to Bella like why the hell would that happen? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So if I have to put two... So if, if I'm forced to put two and two together in the movie theater while I'm watching the movie, then that's definitely going to throw me off. So I agree. So for me, rating the movie to ever watch it again, I'm probably going to have to say, like, maybe a four or five. Understandable. Yeah. I can see that. So, like, I mean, I would have to agree with you with on everything. Like, you know, um, you know, they could have improved more on backstories with, like, each kid. I mean... Well, the only backstory that they gave was that Bruce kid, the baseball kid. And the one kid with the long hair. Oh, one of the scenes I really liked was when he was talking on the phone with him, and he was like, oh, get ready, motherfucker. This is the, this is what you're ready for, and he like, oh, kicked yeah, like through, he and it went to the, the transition. the backseat, backseat of the police car. Yeah, and when he was at the, he was playing that Ping pong. Game. Yeah, the ping pong game. And yeah. the one kid pissed him off, so he started fighting him. <laughs> yeah, he was like, come here, bitch. <laughs> that, that, was that was funny. Good. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then, like, that was actually um, the sister's dream, which led her to the house of where all the bodies were. Yeah. Because that when cool. when the kids was, when the kid, in the dream, when they were fighting in the store, he took the other kid's knife and wrote the address on his arm. I noticed yeah, that. I, that. I connected. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, at first, I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? But then, you know, connecting two together later on. So, I mean, yeah. So, if I have to sit through a movie and I have to put two and two together myself and the movie doesn't do it for me, then then um, that's a problem. So, like with, like with Scream. So, with Scream, throughout the entire movie, you're trying to figure out who the killer is. But throughout the movie, they're putting two and, like... You're not you're not putting two and two together yourself. They're doing it for you so that at the end that's when the reveal comes. You have that good understanding. Yeah, you have good understanding. Enjoy it, you but know? like with this movie, I mean, we didn't know who the kidnapper was. We didn't know what his brother had anything to do with like, you know, tithing with him. We didn't have any other backstory from like all the kids at least, if not one. I mean, like the at least uh, like the story of the mom could have a better backstory than other than like she had dreams she believed stuff that weren't there and she killed herself like that was pretty much yeah it. we didn't get much of anything on her I I yeah. wish we could have seen like what she looked like too or, yeah like, at least had a little right. scene with yeah. her in the past you know yeah at least in a picture or something like or like maybe the boy even think about his mom while he's down in that basement that would have been good yeah that definitely would have been good um so yeah so but. Other than that, if no one else has any closing thoughts, I want to thank you guys again so much for listening to another episode of Popper Production. i like to give a quick apology. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. I've just been super, super busy with work and other life stuff. But I hope this episode will make it up for you guys. This episode will probably make it up for you guys. I also want to thank Will and Bella so much for being a part of the show for the first time. No problem. That really means a lot to me. Yes, I'm glad you guys have fun. Uh, I hope to hear you guys back more on the show, hopefully. But without further ado, let's head into our training today and our pop-up question.
Alrighty guys, so for our training today, we have a pretty um, heavy topic to talk about, and that is, Will, do you want to read it? Rage, despair, tears fill streets across the nation as thousands protest Roe reversal. So, with that meaning, so, was it earlier today that I got passed, or was it like sometime this past week it, it, was, it yesterday. was yesterday so yesterday our great country of america decided that no longer can women have legal abortions so who wants to go first i would love thoughts? to go first go ahead bella i'm the only woman in this car i'm gonna put my input in <laughs> okay so supreme court right what why do they get to decide what I do with my life and what I do with my body? And as well as every other woman on this planet Earth. Why does it matter if I have a miscarriage or I have an abortion when it has nothing to do with you, right? So taking away, you know, uh, safe and legal abortions doesn't do anything. Because what's going to happen is there's going to be more unsafe abortions and a, a lot of like hurtful things to women. So, sorry, okay. No, so, you're fine. Like, this is all valid points. Like, I don't, like, for me, I don't really understand why it's an, even even an issue, first of all. And why, the, like, because, like, I know we have the freedom. This country gives us the freedom to practice our own religion. Um, we have the freedom of speech. I mean, we have the right to freaking walk around with our arms strapped to our waist. So, I mean... I don't understand why this is even a thing. Like, why is this even it's a like, topic? Why do guns have more rights than women right now? That's that's that's, that's wow. a serious issue. Yeah. yeah, that is. I mean, like honestly, because like, did you guys know that you can't rent a car until you're 25? Really? I yeah. Did not know that. But. Now, because before you could buy a gun at 18, but now they're switching it to 21, which makes absolutely no sense because how is it that I can't rent a car until I'm 25, but I could buy a gun at 21? Right. That, that makes no sense. Ridiculous. No. Like, I'm not going to go around, I'm not going to go buy a rental car and, you know, drive across country to go kill somebody. Like, no, I'm going to go travel and enjoy my life and, you know, give them my money so I can pay for this rental car. Like, I just don't, I don't, I mean, I just find shit that happens in this country to be so ass backwards. Like, it's not even funny anymore. Like, yeah. you know, when Trump was, in, when Trump was in office, that was hilarious. I mean, that was funny. Now that he's out of office, it just feels like he's still in office. Like, all this shit just does not seem like it would happen 10, 20 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... Gas prices are an all-time freaking high right now. True. And yeah. inflation now, you know, making abortion illegal. What is happening? What is going on? Like, we need to take a step back and think about, you know, everyday people. And not the rich people who get to sit in their homes and not worry about anything. People who go to the store and they're afraid they can't provide for their kids. A formula shortage. Why are they... Or go to the store and fear that they're going to get shot. Right. Mm, and yeah. why are they trying to force women to have children when we can't even put formula on the shelves? Who, how are we going to feed these babies? What they're going to end up doing is make the foster care system overpopulated. Yes. A yep. bunch of kids with homeless... Nowhere homeless. to go. Homeless. Women are going to start... A lot of abandoned babies. It, it, it's ridiculous. And they need to put their, these people need to put themselves in everyday people's shoes and live Women's like, shoes. They women's shoes, especially. Shoes. 
and realize how hard it is already and all of this stuff just piling on doesn't make any sense to me and for the women who went out to the protest yesterday and today who's cheering on yes do you realize you are hold on <laughs> no go ahead well so i'm gonna read a little bit from the article so protests played out on the plaza plaza in front of the federal building in downtown chicago outside um where to go outside of georgia capital in atlanta and across from washington um, wisconsin capital in madison where thousands of outraged protesters carried signs and chanted my body my choice in flint michigan hundreds blocked the sidewalks in front of the um what is that guinness county um genesee maybe? yeah genesee county prosecutor's office I'm expecting at least tens of thousands of people in outpouring across the country tonight, said Texas organizer Coco Diaz, who is a member of the Rise Up for Abortion Rights group. So um, speaking from Austin, Diaz described the anger as a versatile. What is that word? Visceral. Visceral, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. But I mean, yeah. It's, it's just, it's honestly disgusting and it's ridiculous. And on top of that, it's like, these are, like, they're not even grown anymore. They're old men that are on the line. They're not babies anymore. You can't right. Be- like, you can't produce. You probably can't even get a heart on. Like, you, you Viagra probably won't even work for you anymore. Like, you, you're just done. Like, you're just, you're, you're done. It's like. Your sex life, your, your dirty bedroom time, your <laughs> life is just done. Like, that. I really hope. The wives divorce them and are not on their side. I hope that the people who are chanting in the protest. Well, I mean, their wives could be dead by now because sure. I mean, like they're just they're just old. It's just old, gross men who can't produce, who can't get it, who can't get it on, who can't get it up. I mean, and then like it's not even them too. It's women in office too. Don't like don't like because this is the Supreme Court who ruled this because and there's females. There's like I think there's two females on the Supreme Court. And they all root this. And you want to know who was against this? Who fought to it for the very end? Oh. Ruth Ginsburg. Mm. Ruth. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. She fought against that. She's like, it's their body, their choice. But up until she died, then that's when abortion came back up into the topic. And when I was in foster care, because, and I've been through, I've been through it all. I've been through two different systems. Well, three. I've been through the I've been through the what is it called CPS system. I've been through um, foster care system recently. I've been through RTF system. So I've been through quite some systems, and each system plays differently, but they all act the same, and it's all based around the children. It's all based around the kids, kids this and kids that, but they never, but the system never puts in the work to help these kids. So when these women are out here popping babies, making a whole another generation of boomers and these boomer babies have nowhere to go, then they're going to be the ones who are sorry because while we're out here trying to fight for, you know, while the females are out here fighting for their rights and stuff like that. Who's who's up there office fixing the situation so that when, you know, 
half the country becomes illegal for abortions and they just start shoving their kids in foster care, who's going to help the system become better for these kids to go into foster care? Who's going to put in the money, the effort? Right. The money, the effort, the time, like none of that. Because the foster care system has always been an issue. It has always been an issue since the get-go, since far, since, since the orphan ages. It's always been an issue. And it still is an issue, even today. Like, granted, the foster home that I got put into, I got lucky. I got super, super lucky. I mean, we were in the suburbs. I mean, the, we, we like, had the golden life. The, the parents that I was living with, they were, they were good. They were good foster parents for doing their job. But outside of that, whew. Like I, like I always tell everybody, every phase of some, every phase has a honeymoon phase, yeah. and once that honeymoon phase was done with me being the new foster kid, all hell, it was just all hell. I found out that they were Republicans. I've gotten to, I even got into an argument with the foster mom about abortion, and she's like, damn, in her eighties now, and it's just like, why do you care about what the next person does with their own vagina, like? Right. You can't produce anymore. You can't carry children anymore. Your husband is practically on his deathbed. So why do you guys care what another young woman should be able to do with her body? And why should that even be a damn law that you can't get a regular checkup on your area? Like, that just does not make any sense to me at all it just it it confuses me even more about our country and it makes me more upset for the females out there with like roe v wade people don't understand it's not just about abortion it's a lot of things like hipaa laws you know now they'll they can legally just share information with anybody because yes and birth control they want to get rid of birth control they'll come for that next yeah this can definitely lead into a lot of other problems and and and, and these and these grown-ass young women they want to be like oh yes yay we're no more killing babies it was never about that they want to control women they want it's just about power and control and it's sickening to where this country is going yeah and like another part of like my issue with this and like when I was arguing with this with my foster mother is the fact that like you're a woman why aren't you sticking up for your own kind exactly why are you so against your own kind of the fact that like somebody else does not want to carry a child especially if they were raped if it's incest like why are you so against it even with the rape part that killed me even more like you would rather have a rape victim carry a rape baby than them get an abortion and not have to live with that fear they never think about the person carrying this thing right they don't don't care about their lives they just care about something that's unborn not even a baby yet what about the person what about their mental health what about all of that stuff yeah that could be traumatic for them right right and another issue is is that like you know with the foster care systems and stuff like that you know we're just shoving these kids into the system even like now with kids now being in the system they have nowhere to go they don't have no one to take care of they just keep hopping to the next foster house the next foster house like they're homeless like bella said like they're just gonna end up homeless they're just gonna end up on the streets 
I mean, pretty soon we'll just start having dumpster babies. Yep. And that's not even like a joke. That's just like a real thing that will probably just start to happen. There's going to be a lot of young moms out there. And then on top of that, like another thing that kills me the most is teenage pregnancy. And it's it's like the the thought of them. It's the thought of like teenage girls having sex, having unprotected sex so much to where they end up being pregnant kills me the most. Because it's like, how can you be so like unself aware of your actions and now look at you? It, like it just does not make any sense. Like so, and that's where abortion should be needed. They should be able to have access to that mm-hmm. because knowing that you know it, it'll affect their lives and they make a mistake and all that stuff, it should be accessible, especially like, for young girls. So I mean, I know I shouldn't really say it, but I'm gonna say it because it pertains to this. So, but I'm not gonna say the person's name. So there's this person that I know who is yet again pregnant already, but already has a kid who's two years old, and they're only a, they're, they just became a sophomore in college and it's like what are you doing with your life is is that all you're good for is just laying on your back and popping babies like your child give yourself to to a to a deadbeat man like <laughs> give yourself like you know some credit or something i mean you gave birth during like covid and like the last bit of your high school life and then two years later, you're pregnant again. Like, your kids are two years, going to be two years apart, first of all. And on top of that, you're a single mom. Well, I don't even know if she's a single mom or not. But, like, now you're in college. And now you're about to have another child. Where are your priorities? What about, what, what about your future? Your right. Life? Right. And it just... I don't even know. Like, the whole thing, it's... And I can't even say too much about it because I'm not a female. And, like, with my opinion on abortion is that I don't care what a female does with her body. Long as she knows her... Long as she's confident in her decision, then that's okay. Like, with rape, definitely. If you want an abortion, go for it. After you just got raped, I would suggest it if... If you're if you are not in the right mindset, because I mean, why would you want to put that mother through 18 years of hell where all she looks at her child is her rapist? Because yeah. like there's this one season of Grey's Anatomy, I don't remember what season it is. I think it's season sixteen, where um no, it's not season sixteen. It's like season season fifteen, I think it is, where Joe goes through this complete mental breakdown stage where she doesn't go to work, she stays in bed, she gets drunk, and she daydreams, she doesn't talk to her husband, Alex, because her birth, because she found her birth mother, but her birth mother already has a brand new family, kids already, and her birth mother told her that she looks like her rapist. And that broke her. So it's like, Put that in reality. Imagine a mother raising her rapist baby. Yeah, and imagine that would be really and having reminded every reminded single day. every single day that I did not create you by consent. Through yeah, love, through through love, nothing. like you weren't even a mistake. You were just you were forced upon me. It's like remembering 
probably like the worst night of someone's life. Right. Right. And so with my foster mother, her ideal of that, even with being a being a rape baby, is that, oh, you don't know what that baby could bring to your life. That baby could grow up to be the next president. That baby could be da 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 da. And it's like it does not matter. It does not matter. We can't think about a baby's future that's not even born yet. Period. And does we can't decide what a baby's gonna already be, and what we what, or we can't make our predictions of what that child's gonna be if they're not even a goddamn fetus yet. Like, just because you pee on the stick and insist that you're pregnant doesn't mean that you're creating that baby already. That that baby is just a speck. It's a cell. It's a cell in your stomach. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But any last thoughts about it? I mean, I was gonna look up like more to read from the article but i think I this is enough that the women that agree with this i hope they never have to go through a period of their life where they have to get a miscarriage or, or an abortion because it's not legal anymore and they wanted that well i mean it's not even the it's not even the the citizens it's the government that does this and we already know the government these the government of our country are old people that either can't produce they can't they can't reproduce they can't produce the, the males they can't reproduce the females. So what does your business have to do with mine? That's what I... That, that's yeah. the bottom line. Like, you can stay out of my business. I'll stay out of yours. That's it. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't even know what much more to say. Do you have anything else to say, Will? Because, like... It... I don't even... Like, it's just all <laughs> a lot. I mean, I definitely support the my body, my choice, you know? especially for women. Yeah. So. I mean, so the one thing where I have a struggle with when it comes to abortion, and this was another, this is another Grey's Anatomy reference, was where Christina, she got an abortion because she didn't want to be a mom, period. And because she loves surgery so much, she loves being a doctor and all that crap, which is totally understandable. That she does not want kids at all in her future. Like, she hates children. And there's a scene where her and Owen, who are married at the time, he goes to her abortion appointment and sits there through her abortion and watches as his future child just dies. And that part right there, like, it hurt me the most because it's like, how does a man navigate through the feeling of wanting a child but having no control over the say so of it and like that right there that's where that's just a little iffy you know yeah that's where a conversation needs to be put in place for like you know a man and his a man and his wife or a man and the, the the girl in that situation not the government not the government because for me i want kids i want kids i want a lot of kids i see kids in my future but I mean, if I were to have kids with a female who that doesn't want kids, then it, right. it, it, it creates conflict. That's where I have a problem with abortion because it's like, how can you just say, well, I'm going to get an abortion whether you like it or not, but this man wants kids. Because in my head, I'm just like, just carry the child for nine months and just give the, kid, give the father full custody. But then women are like, well, my body, my choice. Yeah, that's totally understandable. But at the same time, though, this is somebody else's future who wants another person in their life to be their future. Like, I this- can see that <laughs> point of view. It's like 
they never really, especially in like married couples and relationships, don't right. think about the guy. Right. And, you know, if you're married to somebody and the person wants kids and you plan to have a kid and all of a sudden you don't want it, there needs to be some communication there. Right. you should care about your husband. Some heavy, well. heavy communication because it's just like you can't go off and just get an abortion and crush that man's dreams of ever being a father. Like, ever. Right. And that's how that was for Owen for a while on Grey's Anatomy until... He, him and Teddy got back together and then they had their own kid but that scene right there was probably it's probably one of the most toughest scenes I had to sit through and watch well that I sat through and watched because it's like that wasn't even Christina's first abortion that was her second one because she had originally been married to a guy named Burke well no they didn't even get married she was seeing this guy named Burke and she got pregnant with his kid but she got an abortion and did not tell him at all See, that's messed up. Yeah. That's where communication is key. Yeah, definitely. But um, any last thoughts on this? I was going to read more about the article, but I think just the self-conversations that we had are just really good enough. I agree. Yeah. But, well, with that being said, um, should we do a pop-up question? Let's have the audience answer. We give the question the answer. Okay, well, you heard it there. We're going to let you guys decide whether or not if there should be a pop-up question um, in the next episode or whatever. But with that being said, I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Pop-Up Production. Like, again, I said I'm sorry for being so late with this one, but I tr- but trust me, it's totally worth it. I want to thank, yeah, again, Will and Bella for joining me for the very first time on my show. It was really nice to have you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and hear all your great opinions and everything. Well, yeah, all, yeah, great discussions from everybody. Now, if you guys would like to follow them, you can follow Bella on her TikTok. What is your TikTok? I've died several times. I died several times. I V E S E V E R A L T I M E S. What does that spell out again? I've died several times. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, and then if you want to follow Will, you can follow Will on his Facebook. Yeah, it's just Will and then Perone, P-E-R-R-O-N. And then, of course, if you guys already know, you can look me up on Papa Production Media on Instagram. That's Papa Production Media. No spaces on Instagram. But until then, I guess I'll see you guys in the next episode or two but thanks again thank you yeah (laughs) papa's out